Oh my God, why are there so few five homes for sale at this point in time? QVT! Okay, so this is the question, eh? Why on earth are there so many few five homes for sale right at this point in time? Let's look at some of the the the, the statistics here in the beginning, and we'll discuss it in a minute, eh, Perry. If you're watching out there, please feel free to ask any questions. You obviously will have questions about the five property market, even about the property market in general, right through the UK, because this is mirrored all the way out throughout outside the UK. Uh, what you don't realise is Fife is a perfect microcosm of what happens in the UK. It has St Andrews, which is basically the London of Fife, and then it has all the way down to an, an, the other side of the spectrum in Fife as well. Plus the fact it's a 50-50 split between rural and urban and, uh, and and farming and also industrialised community. So that's why Fife actually is a great representation of the whole of the UK. So what happens in different sections of Fife tends to happen in the different sections of the UK itself. Um, so let's look at some numbers, Perry. Mm -hmm. So 36% drop in the number of properties uh, for sale in Fife in the last 12 months. Um, what do you think is happening here? Oh, for me, I think there is an element of perhaps the COVID boom when people came out of COVID and then decided actually we're all going to have this mad rush to put our property on the market and, and go out there and sell. So there was a, a, an uplift for that to begin with. Yep. And then I think that the what we're seeing certainly is I think that the whole reports are picking up actually with the value of property, what we were selling over and the record numbers that we were seeing, you're actually starting to see that reflected now, aren't you, in regards to the home reports that are coming in. So something that was maybe worth 200 a year ago is now worth yeah. 240 in today's so why money. Why do we think, why do we think though, think about this, why do we think, um, you know, what's happening here, that there's 36% more or less properties than there was um, 12 months ago? So you, you would think that there'd be more properties coming onto market or there'd be similar numbers coming onto market. So what's, you know, what I'm trying to get down to the, the, the nitty gritty about what, why are people reluctant to put their house on the market? I think at this time there is a little bit of reluctance, certainly when we are receiving inquiries. I had a prime example this morning from someone who is saying, I want to move, but I don't want to move until August, so I'm going to wait yeah. till then. And there's this perception, actually, that when August comes along, you can just jump in August and we'll do it. And then that's the property on the market and we're, we're ready to sell. Um, and so the conversations that we are having here um, is very much along the lines of, actually, that's great if you want to sell in August. But there's a lot of people saying the same thing. So get yourself in the advantageous position where, actually, you can still put your property on the market just now and have a long entry date. We've proven that. We're getting six months, 12 months, whatever people need. And it's about managing the buyer's expectations. So I think there's a little bit of a hesitancy for some people. They seem to think, well, spring's just kind of sprung. We've just come out of winter. Oh, I'm going to wait till summer. Yeah. We're certainly seeing that. Yeah. Uh, let's look at an uh, another statistic here. Um, 1,110 properties and homes sold in the last three months alone. Taking the time from when the for sale board is going up to when the sale is, is agreed, it's actually a, a, an average of 30 
seven days. I mean, that's quite a fast speed um, as well. Uh, we find that the 100,000 to 220,000 price range in Fife is the most active. Um, that seems to be about the midpoint, doesn't it? Um, and when you think about it, that will be most active. That tends to be the middle of the ground where people downsize and people upsize too. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it, it would make no surprise. And But interestingly enough, it only takes 29 days to, to get the sale agreed with them. And the 400 to 500,000 mark, it's, uh, it's taken 67 days. But, mm -hmm. but is that any surprise? I don't think it is a surprise. Um, I mean, when you look at the average house prices in, in Fife area, it's at the 160 mark. So you would expect that for that 100 to the 220, wouldn't you? Um, and the longer tire um, or higher priced properties, what we are seeing with those ones in particular is that actually those ones may well have a larger property that they also need to sell on. So you've got to kind of build in their sale and their chain versus their purchase. And so there's a bit more of a knock on effect to that. Yeah. Because the lower, you know, the 100 to the, the 220 mark, there's first-time buyers falling into that pot as well, isn't there? So they're they're pretty much ready to go quite quickly if they've mm -hmm. done all the things that we've recommended in previous shows, which is kind of get their self-buying ready and have all their paperwork, et cetera, in place. So those ones tend to complete a lot quicker. So we would expect to see that, wouldn't we? Yeah, absolutely. The the next one I've thought about, you know, the next bullet point I brought up as well is, yeah, what issues cause people in Fife to want to move home? And what can Fife people do to, to want to move home in 2022 um, do do to ensure they sell and find their home of their dreams you know this is the key here so you know what what we're thinking I mean what can what can people do I mean there's literally 477 properties for sale in Fife as we speak I mean roll back the clock um back a year exactly a year actually um the figure was about 741 that's a huge drop um yeah the drop has been really dubbed the the, the for sale board crunch. Um, that's ultimately it. Um, the for sale board crunch has had... So what is the for sale board crunch? Let me explain to you. Um, it's left many prospective five home buyers stressing to find the right five property and the num um, as, as the number of properties in five available to buy has actually dropped quite significantly. Uh, and I'm sure you'll all know people out there uh, looking to for their next five home um, but when they see it on the portals like Rightmove and, and, and Zoopla, et cetera, uh, the properties are almost gone within days. Uh, we're actually experiencing the fact that we're actually getting them sold before they even get to Rightmove and Zoopla. Yeah. Um, so so you'll probably find it, you know, halfway through the video, I'll pop up and say, I'm afraid this is actually sold, and it was sold mm -hmm. from social media, and you should be following our social media channels, or what you should be doing is making sure you're a priority access customer um, and a priority access bus uh, buyer because um, a priority access buyer and a person that follows our social media channels will see a property first before anyone else. So I think in terms of that's the key to do. And with demand at an all-time high, many five homeowners are in a state of misery about the five house prices and um, have grown in the last years, forcing many of them to review their plans. Um, I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, you know, we're still, we're still our, our average house price is round about the 167,000 mark. Uh, mm -hmm. The Scottish house price is actually... Um, about round about the two hundred thousand mark, and the the UK house price average is round about the two hundred seventy thousand mark. So it still makes us more affordable, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely, it does. And I think for me, it's not just about being more more affordable. I mean, our, our cost of living, our income averages compared to other countries. You know, you covered a bit on that the other day, Jim. And so we actually are in one of the most affordable areas for our income versus what property costs are. 
Um, I think for me, I think that there's, there is a fear factor. Um, and I think a lot of it comes around as well from people not really being ready. Um, and yeah. I think that, you know, and buyers, the frustration from our buyers, and like you're talking about the soul board goes sold quickly. Um, you know, we as part of this team also do a registration process and inquiries in regards to people who are looking for property and selling property. And what we're finding with a lot of people that they're looking for property is actually they're not ready. And so yeah. there's this frustration building between them. And when I say not ready, what I mean by that is they may have a property to sell. They haven't even thought about putting it on the market because they don't want to put it on the market in case they can't find the house and they think they're going to be homeless. Or they are first time buyers. They haven't got their mortgage in place. They haven't got a solicitor lined up. And so there's a fear factor there. So they keep inquiring and then they're missing out and then they lose a bit of faith in it. And then they say, oh, gosh, I'm just going to stop looking because every time I see something I like, I can't progress with it. And so I'm getting frustrated. Yeah. So what, so what we're advising people now is if you are actually, a, if you're potentially a seller and you are concerned about putting house in the market, and that's why you don't want to call an agent. Um, what we're trying to say to you now is, is you really have to have an agent on your side, especially if you're going to buy a property from them. Because unless they've seen your house, they can't convince the seller that your house is sellable because they've never seen it yet. So if you put an offer in and it's and it's a fantastic offer, that's great. But how is your how is the agent going to advise the seller, their seller, that your house is exactly right and it should sell within a reasonable amount of time in order to convince them to accept your offer? Mm -hmm. So the key here is you need your agent an agent to come out and look at your property or the agent of the property you're looking to buy, um, you need them to come out and look at your property because they need to they need to actually speak to the seller and, and convince them that your property is, is actually sellable. Um, mm -hmm. Because you're, 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 you're fumbling in the dark, aren't you? Otherwise. Yeah, absolutely you are. And we, and we absolutely do have that, you know. Um, and we've got quite a few people as well who are relocating within Fife, you know, the, maybe their ideas have changed and they're moving to part of Fife, so they might not necessarily know the area. So if, if we don't know what the inside of the potential house is like that they're going to be selling, then how can we advise our potential yeah. seller to sell it to them, as you say, Jim? Um, mm -hmm. So it really is important to do that. And again, it's about what we're also seeing as well as that is actually some of our sellers who are ready to come to market with us have not yet done so because they're saying, actually, there's one area I want to live and I only want to live in that area and I'm not going to sell my house unless I get that area, but I'm ready to go when that property comes up. But we need to still get everything organised to be ready for when that moment happens because it's so limited stock at the moment. Yeah. Everyone's rushing for the same property. So if you're still not ready, you've got this great idea and grand scheme of where you want to be, it won't happen. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It won't happen. And it's funny how we can see that it won't happen. But uh, the difficulty is the the potential seller can't see that at all. Um, and I think it's more to do with, um, in my opinion, I think it's more to do with the fact that they, they, they can't see the forest for the trees. Um, and we actually provide that, or an agent actually provides that external uh, advice uh, in order for them to make a decision based on facts rather than what they think their opinion is. Uh, now, what I mean by opinion is, here's a classic example of this. Um, I, you know, I went rent to value somebody's house and immediately said, and I know what my figures are because I've done all my market appraisals, I've got all my paperwork, all my comparables in here and everything laid aside and all my schedules and I know exactly what the house is worth based on what the surveyor does because that's what we do as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but then they came out and said, oh, my house is worth um, 50,000 more. And all right, okay. So um, my first question to that was, uh, so where did that figure come from? Um, oh, well, my friend said that they would pay, you know, X amount for my property. 
And then I said, uh, well, okay, so is your friend going to buy it then? I went, well, no. They were just saying they would pay that for my property. Okay, so where did, so that figure is just subjective. You know, <laughs> there's, there's no rhyme or reason to that. That's a figure plucked out the air from your friend saying what they would pay for your property. But in essence, they're no paying for your ending for your property, so it's not even an offer. So that's mm-hmm. not the value of your property. The value of your property is based on what other properties in the area similar to yours are selling it. Ah, that person said. So, ah, see your point now. uh, I'll not say what they said next about their friend. (laughs) (laughs) No, best keep that. That's not for airing. Basically, what's happened is buyers have become victim of what we call the for sale board crunch in the the five property market. And it's the likes that we've not seen since 2007 Mm -hmm. um, in terms of, of, of a crunch in the market. Normally, there's been an excess of demand in the residential sales market. Um, I mean, the thruftiness, when you think about it, is taken care of uh, by people moving into rented accommodation. However, the number of five properties actually available to rent as well is at a 15-year low. There's literally no properties to rent across five. Uh, well, I'm saying no. <laughs> That's me going back to this about, oh, my friend said he would pay more. <laughs> <laughs> I would literally say to you, there's a restricted amount of properties for rent right across Fife because everybody's piling in and they're actually sitting in rented accommodation waiting for your property to come on the market so they can buy it. Yeah. That's yeah. the irony. And you're waiting for them to move out of their rented property to, so you can sell it to them and actually move into there. Or you're waiting for them to put their house in the market so you can buy their house so they can buy your house. And this is what we call chain building. And we're going to talk yeah. about that in a wee while. Um, about chain building and how that works and all the rest of it. Um, I think so- where we're I think where we're quite fortunate as well, though, Jim, is the fact that we sit in both camps, don't we? We sit in this lettings camp and we sit in this buying and selling camp, so we yeah. see that that joint picture, don't we? And what we are seeing is actually on the letting side of our business, there is as many people coming to try and let a house as there is coming to try and buy a house. It's like everyone is scrambling to this key point, isn't it? That just isn't appearing because there's such limited stock. I think it's just because we're completely obsessive about property. Well, we are a little bit, and uh, we have people sitting to buy I think that really comes across to the geekiness I get on it. I've been talking about statistics all the time and everything, but then that leads me to believe. I mean, when you think about forecasting economists and predictions and all the rest of it and extrapolation, that all comes from statistics and exactly what's happening in the market and understanding the overall picture in order to forecast exactly where the market's going to be and to give the best advice to the people out there exactly what they should be doing at this point in time in order to make it happen, in order to find your dream home. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. It's about Mm -hmm. finding your dream home. It's nothing else other than that. And we are the people that get you from here, which is where all the pain is, to here, which is all the delight and the comfort is, and the magic happens in between every single time. And that's what we do as a result of that. Anyway, let's talk about this. The demand for five homes has actually exceeded the number of properties for sale um, since the general election in 2019. Um, after years of long drawn out Brexit negotiations, homeowners and buyers were more confident about their move in the whole process. Uh, many five people who put their home on the market uh, on hold in the 2018-2019 had more confidence to return to the market. The first lockdown in spring of 2020 did nothing to quell this pent-up urge. And since late spring of 2020, the five property market has been on fire, literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I can't say it any other way. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the lockdown 
what homeowners are looking for their five home and uh, has taught homeowners to look up for their five home. Proximity to public transport has actually dropped as a result of that down the wish for, list for buyers. The demand for apartments has dropped, uh, whilst properties with larger gardens, rooms that can double up as home offices, tend to be at the top of most buyers' lists when it comes round to it. And, and as I said, around 36% more five properties have sold in the last 18 months than in the long-term 20-year average. I'll say that again. 36% more five properties have actually sold in the last 18 months than the long-term 20-year average. This is a boom. It's still going to keep continuing because there's a lack of supply in the marketplace. Um, looking at the supply side of the equation, in the last five years, the average of 204,000 new homes per year have been added to the number of properties available in the UK itself. Um, also, 240,000 properties came back onto the market when they had become available after their owners had sadly passed away. Yet, still, it isn't enough. Uh, the country needs at least, and this is taking the, the whole of the UK, it needs at least 300,000 new dwellings to keep pace with demand. Um, what is the other problem that we face as well, Perry? I think the other problem that we face is actually having the right type of property for the right type of person, isn't it? And I think the fact that lifestyles have changed a lot has made a big difference. Um, there's another problem in, the, in regards to the cladding issues on apartments, you know, all these new new build properties that, that became a, a serious problem and people can't get mortgages on them and the builders are debating whether or not they can do anything about that. Um, yeah. I think that's caused an issue. Um, three quarters of a million of, of apartments, three quarters of a million apartments had cladding on them. Mm -hmm. how, does that, how does that impact people? They're sitting in property that they can't do anything with. Yeah. So that's going to have an impact as well because people can't get into them. They can't move either. So they're yeah. in a stalemate as well. So there's all these mm -hmm. properties sitting. It's going mm -hmm. to take years to get to resolve in the issues. Uh, got a couple of questions mm -hmm. here. Let's take them. Um, so Chris has actually made a, a comment in the beginning. Why are so many people offered with such poor? Why, and, and why so many of those offered with such poor home reports? I wonder why owners don't attend to things like Woodburn before the seller. Uh, Chris, give you a wee insight into the Woodburn issue. Um, every single historical house will have Woodburn at some point in time in the, in the previous history of it. Um, there's nothing you can do about it. The holes are still there. So what surveyors do as a result of that is they put a get out of jail clause, I call it, um, and the fact that even though the woodworm is in, inactive, they still put a proviso in that, in, that, in that comment section to say that there is evidence of wood borer infestation, but before it's up to you to make sure that the right warranties and, and all these things are in place before you actually go ahead and do it. Now, 99 times out of 100, if not 999 times out of 1,000, everything's fine. If you have an issue with that, then it's easy enough just to get a, a contractor in. The seller can actually do that at minimal cost to get a contractor in to spray the whole woodworm itself and actually provide you with a proper warranty. Mm -hmm. uh, most estate agents will negotiate that for you on your behalf with the seller in order to alleviate that position. So hopefully that's answered your question. It is really a historical thing. It's, you know, the holes are there. They're never going to go away, but it's mostly inactive all the time, uh, more than likely. Um, we've got um, we've got flat, fat bloke. 
from from YouTube. <laughs> Do you think the current state of the energy market is putting potential buyers and sellers off? Hmm, that's an interesting one. Would you like to would you like to ask them that, Perry? When I've done inquiries, this is not a topic that's come up. I have to be honest with you. It's not something that, you know, we ask many questions. I don't think that any buyer yeah. is concerned about that. Um, I think as well, it goes back to what we're seeing in this apartment stage thing is that a lot of young people now coming to market initially would have historically have gone into apartments, wouldn't they have done? Um, but yeah. I think because people have refocused on life and things have changed, that actually that isn't happening. So first home buyers, rather than going into apartments, are now actually going into their first house as such. Um, yeah. And that's intensifying the lack of apartments that's coming on. So that then has a knock-on effect of that cycle that you were talking about, Jim. But in yeah. no, none of the discussions that we're having, we're not seeing anything about the pricing in regards to energy. I think that people have a lot of fixed deals that are out there. Some people don't have that. I absolutely appreciate that. And, and that's a, you know, a, a challenge for many people. But it's not something that we are incurring. I think when people have been in the situation for the last couple of years where they haven't seen property coming on or they're not in an area where they can go for a property, their deposits are saving, their families yeah. and the bank of mum and dad are able to help. So actually then they become quite efficient monetary wise and can cope with that additional increase at this moment yeah. in time. Who's to say where that's going to go? I mean, obviously there's a lot going on in the world at the moment that might impact things further. Um, but at this moment in time, it's not a topic that's coming up that I've experienced. Uh, do, you th do you think it's early days? It's just the fact that it's, it, the, the impact's not hitting anybody. We can talk about it till the cows come home um, on the news, um, but it's actually not hitting anybody in the pocket as yet just now. Um, so I, personally, for me, I don't think, I, I think maybe in the next six months, we could answer that question with a bit more um, information behind that. Um, yeah, a bit more conviction. Because I think right. at this point in time, we're not, we're, it's not really putting anybody off just now. Literally, we're getting properties that are coming to market and they're still going for way over the home report value. Um, yeah. I, I mean, we've just sold a one bedroom in Cooper there now for, a, a, you know, a, probably a record price at this point in time. And the last time that a price like that was achieved was about 20 years ago um, when the peak of the peak of the um, a, a market, when the peak of the market at that time. So all these properties are actually beginning to come back into the, the realignment of the prices um and the, the the energy impact question isn't coming up just now um, no it's not I, I, most people just want a house they're quite prepared to pay a little bit extra if it means you know the energy bills go up another hundred pound a month I, th I know it's a lot of money um i don't think it's hit anybody in the pocket as i said so it, it probably will be more evidence in six months time so we'll, we'll review that question again. I'm, I've no doubt we're actually going to talk about that um, in the next show um, uh, about the energy prices. So I've, we've, we've put together an article, my team's put together an article um, about energy prices and will, still, will this affect the housing market? We're, we're covering this one just now and about the lack of supply. Energy prices is definitely the next one we're talking about. Um, so that'll possibly be towards the middle of next week as well at the same time. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to tune in for that as well. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna call him by his name, but he didn't, I didn't want to call him by. He doesn't have a name. <laughs> um, 
So, uh, the cladding issues, definitely, you said it's keeping people stuck where they are, the bank of mum and dad, all the rest of it. So, how long does it take to sell a Fife property And uh, now in Fife? Well, apartments are selling in flats in 46 days. Um, terraced houses, townhouses are selling in 25 days on average. Um, Semi-detached houses, 25 days on average. And detached houses, 42 days on average. Now, the reason for that is because most people will actually go for semi-detached more than actually detached. Um, and the reason for that is because they're better price point. Um, and, and the fact is, you've got, you know, semi-detached was all designed. I went through the historical process of the, why semi-detached was designed. It was because uh, way back in the very beginning when they had detached houses, it was that's all they were doing. But what they found was they're so expensive that they had to come up with a way to take a house and say, okay, how do we make this less cost? They cut it down the middle, more or less. They put the, the doors on the side of the properties rather than on the front they put them on the side, so it made it made it look like the back of the property was really to the back of the other property, and it wasn't actually, you were living together, you were actually living back to back more than anything, so it made it feel like you had a detached house and a detached house on the on one another, and that's exactly how the semi-detached house came about, but it brought down the price dramatically as a result, and allowed a lot more people affordability to have a house of their own. Um, so that's where the semi-detached come from. And that's why semi-detaches are really popular as well. So the most popular property in Fife now is probably a three-bedroom semi-detached, I would say, or a three-bedroom terraced house in most areas. Um, and the only place that actually has a more popular is a three-bedroom apartment, and that's in the East New area. But that's no yeah. surprise. You would expect that. So what does all this mean then? This means that uh, it's a seller's market in Fife, definitely, probably a seller's market right throughout the UK, uh, empowering them to push up the prices and asking in high demand areas. Um, however, most sellers are also buyers, which means the advantage they have on selling the property is actually turned on its head when they come to buy a property. Yeah. Um, many Fife sellers prefer to find their future Fife home uh, before putting on their home in the current market, um, but that's making the lack of properties in the market seem even harsher than it may be otherwise be. Um, so we've got to that stage, haven't we? There's the for sale board crunch, uh, which would somewhat would say ease the five sellers put their house in the market um, whilst they were hunting for their next forever home. Uh, the, you think that is the key to it? Uh, we, we talk about this all the time, but the, uh, is it the key to it? I think it is actually, and, and, and we're experienced that. I would kind of give that example earlier on where I've got a person who wants to sell their house, but will only do it if they get a particular location. We've got so many buyers that are out there who have been with us as long term, um, who have either missed out or what they've really wanted hasn't come aboard. Um, the board crush part of it, you're absolutely spot on. I mean, we had a beautiful two bedroom apartment um, in a great location that, that we sold from social media and we couldn't actually change. The sole board was ordered and the way that the systems work, it kind of has an overnight run and we'd sold it that day. So I went on to get the for sale, the sold board done and I physically couldn't order the sold board because the for sale board was just on route. So it's it's really has impacted a, a great deal. Yeah, I mean, it seems like there's nothing really happening in the five market, but instantly, I mean, every week I do my weekly update on the Sunday night at seven o'clock is a wee plug for that show. Um, there's uh, there's about 120 to 130 properties coming on throughout Fife um, every single week. Now, if you take a quick calculation, 120 to 130, um, you are sitting, if I can find my calculator, 
130 times 52. You're talking about close on six and a half thousand properties. Now that's that's a, that's the average. So we're we're at average, but the problem is, um, it's not the supply then; it's the demand as well. It's the, demand. It's the fact that people are snapping them up as soon as they go. So mm -hmm. it's all the pent up amount of people waiting to just pounce on a house as soon as it comes in the market. We've even found that what's happening just now is other people are just going for anything they can get their hands on now. It's literally in that situation. You know, We're properties that have actually yeah. been slow moving before have actually just been snapped up. And they've been snapped up for record prices again because... People are compromising. Is, is it the FOMO? Is it FOMO? Fear of missing out? Uh, I don't think it's fear of missing out. I think it's a frustration of having not achieved something by this point for some. Certainly that's what we're finding. You know, we've got potential buyers who we've taken to numerous houses, but for whatever reason, either they've been outbid or they've not been quite ready or it's not ticked a box. But we've yeah. had people who've lost out on so many that now they're actually coming back to us and saying, Perry, you know what, actually, I'm going to revise what my requirements are. Um, yeah. And that's why it's great for us whilst perhaps the the impact is seen as that there's not property coming, there is property coming. And that's where we've got the benefit of being able to say to our people, well, actually, I know you inquired about this house, but we've got this other one that, actually, that I think would suit better. And therefore, maybe actually you need to look at that. So it's about trying to understand the journey that people are on as well. I think that's a big yeah. part of where we're at. So what I can see here is not all five homeowners are actually putting their house in the market. And and, and partially because, and, and I would I would say wrongly, if they don't understand this, um, believe that they'll actually be made homeless if they mm -hmm. if they if they find a buyer and can't find another property to buy now this yeah. this this perception is exacerbated because you do get people with uh, dare i say other stages that come on and say that's my household i'm homeless in 30 days and i'm like Whoa, wait a minute is your estate agent no actually worked out about how to manage the sale and how to work out so you can get the right entry date have you never have they never actually done that and I think it becomes apparent that the answer to that is no. Um, they've, not yes, that is no. they've not actually yeah. ensured that to happen. And that's what people see. So what happens is a lot of people then start to comment on that post. And that post gets highlighted more on social media because their algorithm, that's the way it works. It gets pushed out to more of an organic audience. More people see that post only. They don't see the post of, that's my household, I'm buying another house tomorrow. Because nobody wants to see that, really. And so it's the thing about bad news spreads fast, isn't it? It does. And I had a situation this week, actually, where someone had, they're selling their property, it's not on with us as an agent, but they were looking at one of our properties, which they liked, and they had received an offer on their particular property. And they were unwilling to accept the offer on their property with another agent, unless the offer on the property with us was accepted, because they felt that they were going to be homeless. And it's exactly what you say, it's about managing yeah. that. Well, actually, whether you get this house that you've seen with us or not, shouldn't prevent you from accepting an offer on your property because yeah. you will find something eventually and your agent should manage that timeline for you so you're never in that situation. Yeah, because they, they should be going to their buyer and and saying, you know, you do realise before you walk in the door, even the pre-qualification process, you do mm -hmm. realise before you walk in the door, they've not got anywhere else to go, so they, they have to have flexibility of the entry date. Yeah. They can't yeah. just accept an offer within four weeks and expect to move out. That's not going to happen. Is that what position you're in? And if the buyer goes, uh, I'm okay with that, you're in the door. The buyer goes, no, 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 I need somewhere in four weeks. It's like, well, it's not going to harm. It's not possible. With somewhere else to go. With, with nowhere else to go. Exactly. But you're we see, and then I'm also coming across savvy buyers as well. So savvy buyers that are putting offers into me are also saying, what's the seller's position? Well, actually, yeah. they've not found anything yet. 
that's great. Tell them my offer is totally flexible. I can work to their timeline. So the buyers are cutting on to this a little bit as well because they've been educated by us. So our, yeah. our contacts that we are dealing with are aware that that's how we operate. So they're saying, you know, if it helps them, I can move quick or I can wait six months, whatever. I'm totally in their hands with buying it. And yeah. so, again, it's about educating on both sides, really. So so it is about the belief that they think they'll be homeless, but if, if, if they find a buyer and can't find another property to buy. Now, remember, you're not actually legally committed to moving until you actually conclude missives. Um, so, you know, you can actually negotiate the intraday later on if you want. But I would say, in essence, it should be up to your estate agent to actually point that out to the buyers in the first place, that this might be a wee bit longer than expected. Um and, uh, you know, we've, we've had nine months, we've had 12 months, we've had six months, we've had longer entry dates as a result of this, um, because it worked very, very successfully if you go about it the right way. The big issue will be finding a suitable home. Um, I mean, we very much have a chicken and egg scenario here. Um, some homeowners are waiting for the right property to come up the market before they put their house in the market. Uh, and this will probably mean that if, and, and, and that property will even sell before even photographs have been taken to your home. It's exactly what you've said, Perry. Um, yep. Yet many five homeowners are worried about putting their house in the market and it, and, and it sells and they won't be able to find a suitable property. That's be homeless. That's, again, it's the classic chicken and egg. So what do you do first? What do you do first? You know, what would you do first in this situation, Perry? I think in this, for me, what we do is you've got to approach your agent, understand the agent, understand how they market and understand the agent understands you and what your relationship is like. Um, and the only way to do that is for your agent to have the techniques to chain build. Yeah, and use this, their, this their is a chain, chain building goes back to the old days. Eh? It goes back mm -hmm. to the old days with the estate agents way before the internet used chain building. So what is yeah. chain building? It's having everybody lined up to make the deal happen, isn't it? It's making yeah. sure that they are there. So we've got that situation at the moment with a property whereby the lady wants to market her property. She's moving out of area. She's bid on that property. If that closing date is successful for her, we've already got her buyer lined up. So yeah. that takes all that fear factor away from her. And that buyer will probably be in a position to go. So they don't actually have anybody else then. You build that. But, but also, many five homeowners contacted me to move, uh, yet don't want to be made homeless. So what you're doing here is you're slowly building sometimes the chain yeah. and the group, where over many months, and it does require a lot of patience to build the chain uh, downwards mm -hmm. and upwards around you, but, mm -hmm. but it can actually conceivably happen if there's a will from all parties involved in order to do that. So it's a, it's a nice, it's a good balancing exercise and it takes a very skilled estate agent to do this. Um, yeah. So, you know, if you've got somebody like that, you should jump on them like, like they're gold dust. Somebody actually yeah. understands that process and somebody knows how to do that and how to build a chain and in, in, in essence and how to keep it all together. That, that, that is like, you know, that is like the, the holy grail of estate agency. Being able to do that, it's a sheer, yeah. it's a real big skill. And there's the thing about this is there's no cost to this. Uh, there's no legal requirement or commitment to go through. Uh, and and it takes six, even maybe 12 months to build a chain of people who prepared for the chain in that process. But some people are actually prepared to wait because it's like we've only just found out we've got a baby on the way. So we've got nine months. Okay, mm -hmm. got nine months. So let's get you lined up with a mortgage broker. Let's find out where you are and you'll be the starting point in the chain because we know you're in a position to proceed straight away. So let's get you 
where you want to go to next. Okay, so where does next the next person want to go to? Let's get you where you want to go next. Where's the next person? Let's get where you want to go there. And the next person's like, well, I'm quite happy to downsize, so I've got somewhere to go and I'm going to move in. Or, you know, I'm, I'm moving out because I'm moving in a completely different area. And that works perfectly in that process. So it can take skill to do that, but it's entirely achievable. Uh, yet not everyone normally gets their next forever home by playing this long game. That's the reality. But because if you don't play the long game, now remember this is the long game. You want, Right, I'm going to get a wee commitment out of people watching, okay? You want your dream home. I think the answer to that is absolutely yes. You're prepared to wait for your dream home. I think the answer is absolutely yes. So take the time to make sure you've got a still the estate agent that builds that chain for you to get your dream home. It might not happen today. It might not happen in a week's time, but 17 people in five every single day make a decision to buy or sell a house. That is common knowledge. You just divide 6,500 by the number of days in the, in, the, in, in the year, and that's where you come up with that number. So every single day on average, 17 people make that decision in the Fife area. So you never know what's going to come on. But the key here is preparation to make sure you're in a position to proceed when it happens. The point of readiness, when opportunity and preparation meet. I was waiting to see that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the point of readiness, isn't it? It is, when, it is where it is that point where these two cross over, preparation and opportunity appear, and that is the point of readiness. That's when the magic happens, when you're ready to go but you have to prepare to get to that stage. It doesn't just happen. You don't just fall out of your bed and get dressed and go to work. You make a you make a concerted effort. You have a strategic plan in place. In order to do that, you brush your teeth. You do it now. There's a full sequence involved in this. Then you get into your work, and that's how it happens. Mm. It's exactly the same process when you buy and sell a house. You make sure you're prepared and you're ready to proceed in the process by whatever stage you're at in that process and you go so far as far as you can go based on the professional advice you get from your estate agent and what you should need to do next now what you don't know is what you don't know you don't know what you don't know but we know and that's how we're able to advise you of that and every estate agent should know that and that's how they're able to advise you of that so the key here is to get professional advice in the process because if you don't play the long game, build relationships with your Fife estate agents who can build these chains and only rely on waiting on properties to appear on Right Move Zoopla, you'll be sorely disappointed. I could guarantee you that. Um, I it, 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 Sometimes it breaks my heart when, when people phone up and say, and immediately jump on social media and go, or, or immediately jump on the website and say, oh, I see that one's come on. It's like, it's gone. It's yeah. gone. You, you, I, I can't impress or the importance of actually make sure. Did you register with us? Oh, no, we just never got around to it. Did you follow mm. our Facebook page? Oh, no, we never got around to it. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's what happens. Unless you're Isn't taking it? opportunities and getting there before anybody else. Ronnie Miller. Ronnie, I have you out there, Ronnie. We made it happen for him, didn't we? We did. Over in East New. Ronnie came to us on the back of everybody else. It said, go and speak to Jim and go speak to Five Properties, they will help you find your next property. 
Um, no matter how long you've been looking for, they will help you find your next property. And the magic happened. And we've got an, an email, and he's thanking us so much for it. And he gets his keys tomorrow morning to his new property. And we had that happen because he pre-registered with us. He was a priority access customer. We made sure he was in a position to proceed. We gave him the best advice what he needed to do to make it happen, to get that property. And that's how he got that property. And it never even saw the light of day, more or less. It was gone before it even got to the websites. Um, but that's how it can happen. But you need to take these steps in order for it to happen. It does not happen by accident. What What's your thoughts on this, Perry? I completely 100% agree with that. I think there's a lot to do with the relationship that is built, not just about the chains, but also the relationship that's built with the agent that you take on board and having faith in them and belief in them and them evidencing on last Saturday's show, we showed that, but them evidencing that they know you, they know your property, they know the market, they know what you're looking for and that they're going to work on your behalf to get your dream outcome. Yeah. Here's a, here's a classic, according to research from Denton House, okay, this is our research uh, people, uh, seven out of eight people who viewed a house through an estate agent in 2021 were not on a mailing list of the agent before they actually viewed the property. That's crazy. That's a recipe for not getting the house you really want, isn't it? Very much so. Very much so. And certainly what we are finding um, in the registrations that we have that I would say eight out of 10 for us um, is probably registered with us already. Yeah. Um, when we put a name, as soon as we put their name in or their email in, it's very unusual that the name doesn't pop up on our systems. Yeah. And and that's where, that's the that's the great thing because we can send it immediately out to them uh, prior to it going on website. So they know about it before it's actually happened. Mm -hmm. um, and we could also get, you know, they can, they, they know as soon as they register with us, we tell them to follow the Facebook page because they know it's going to go live there first as well, so mm -hmm. they can jump in. But by registering as well, we also give you the advice to get you in the best position so far. So it means that all these five properties um, are on Chain Builder as above um, will sell, yet won't appear on Right Mover Zoopla, uh, meaning you'll miss out. So Chain Builder is the other thing. So if you build a chain and you make sure everybody's uh, moving from place to place and everybody's in that chain, they'll never appear on Right Mover Zoopla. So you're actually missing out on the off-market properties and actually never even getting to the market because we're building chains as a result of that. So you must get yourself on the mailing list of all the estate agents in Fife, um, every single one in the area you want to buy. Um, other agents, have, you know, they, they do the chain building, they're fantastic. Um, so don't miss out on your next forever home in Fife. Uh, remember, it's all about finding your dream home. Um, if you're not in your dream home at this point in time, for goodness sake, you should be messaging us or picking up the phone right now and speaking to us because that's what we do. Um, helping you manage life as it happens. It's been a tagline since the very beginning and it, that's exactly what we do every single time. Final words on this, Perry. Yeah, I mean, one thing that we didn't cover and, it, and it's not kind of really been down as something to speak about, but I think it's really relevant that we talk about it as well, is that closing dates, many people have a fear factor of closing dates and don't want to get involved in them. And there's many times that I have people say, oh, if it's going to closing dates, I'm out, I'm no interested. And I've said, but it's still your dream home. Yeah, but I'm no interested. And interestingly enough, I have a lady who I've had a relationship for some time on who hasn't, who saw something went to a closing date, decided didn't want to bid on the closing date, even though it ticked every single box because she had a mental block to it and we couldn't overcome that mental block. She just felt that she was going to have to pay far more than she needed to. And 
the property sold, not to her, unfortunately. And three months later, she saw it listed and what it sold for and called me and said, I'm still looking if you've got anything that's like that. No, I'm really sorry. But as soon as we've got it, I know you're looking and I will come back to you. You're absolutely on my to-do list if that comes up. Um, and admitted that they'd seen it and how much it had gone for. And then said to me, I would have paid that for it. And I said, well, every time, eh? why didn't you? Because you could have had that house, you know. And and so it, it's about that education as well. And sometimes as much as we try to educate, sometimes people still have that core belief and, and sometimes it's not easy to overcome that. But having that trust and faith and building all of those elements with your, with your qualified agent is the that, best way. That more or less comes down to, though, because closing dates were always looked as a mechanism to actually... Um, they were a mechanism to get more money out of people. That's how people always viewed yeah. them in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we when we talk about closing dates, closing dates are designed uh, to be fair on all parties. It's not designed to actually get more money out of someone. It's okay. because the classic example is, is, is you as a seller out there, and you as a buyer out there, if you were, you know, you're a buyer and you're looking to buy a house, you immediately say to someone there's going to close the date, but there's someone else that's wanting to put, uh, wanting to buy it as well, and they're they're like, well, I want to buy it, um, so they make an offer, and you don't get consulted, and you go, well, wait a minute, what happened there? Um, mm-hmm. I was wanting to make an offer, I but but we didn't bother because you didn't you didn't you didn't want to go a closing date. Oh well, mm-hmm. I might have. Mm-hmm. It's like, but that's exactly what a closing date is for, because. Yeah that could be done to you equally as it you could do it to someone else mm-hmm. so there's more people involved that want to make an offer the closing date is just to be fair my best advice for anybody with a closing date out there is put your best foot forward in other words mm-hmm. put the offer that you would have no regrets if you didn't get it but equally if you did get it because if you're like me you resent paying too much for it because <laughs> that's just me <laughs> it's like oh you could hold your head high in the fact that you put your best foot forward and you put your best offer and you knew you weren't prepared to overpay for it. Um, and, and and if you do get it, it's like happy days. I got it at the price I wanted to get it at, But if you do get it and you paid too much, again, some people maybe kind of handle that, knowing full well that someday, you know, it would have gone for a lot less. I mean, imagine yeah. if you overpaid for it and found out you maybe paid 30000 more. Yeah. But equally, if you've offered what you feel it's worth and you don't get it, then you've got no regret because yeah. you offered what you were willing to pay to get Either it. Get straight forward, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely. Th- I think that's it, and we could we could finish there really. If anybody's wanting any more advice, please feel free to message us direct, as I said. But my best advice is, you know, have a read of the article. Um, that it's it's really a, an in-depth uh, article for yourself. Uh, you can watch over the show again. You can listen to the podcast on here as well because we'll put it on the podcast as well. You can watch it on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Wherever you want to watch it, it'll be there somewhere. Um, just uh, do five properties. Why are there so many five homes for sale? Um, a few five homes for sale, and, and we'll come up somewhere on the internet. Um, we'll always do anyway. Uh, and until next time, guys, I'm Jim Parker. Bye-bye for now. I'm Penn Maxwell. Bye. Take care.